comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a jittery monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko. Joining me as always is the co-host of the year, Mike Luther. Hello, Mike. Hello, Greg. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I've heard, I'm good because I got to see you twice today. I got to see you earlier in the day. Or I got to see you and the wife and the kids. All the kids. Um, all the kids. Finally got to see all the kids. Uh, I was going to say one of them won't remember seeing me. Neither one of them. None of your kids will remember seeing me. But one of them was asleep. One of them will remember. Uh, big, the big Rob was asleep. Um, Matt was awake. He smiled at me. That's uh, what he likes to do. Pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and then the, the oldest one, uh, we got to, uh, we hung out and I got to, uh, watch him go to the dark side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's been towing that line for some time. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just, he, it, it, he, it, it, he really had a, a bond a kinship with Darth Vader today at free comic book day, 2021. Yes. And, uh, it's all she wrote. You know, okay, so, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we expected that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine, you know, but also, so they had, so they had Darth Vader there, which by the way, we're, of course, if anybody knows, we're talking about free comic book day, Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. Um, hopefully you went out there, supported, um, got not only free comics, but you know, spent a little cash, you know, put a little cash in the drawer for him. Yeah. So they had, they had Darth Vader there and then they had that other cosplayer there. That your your son said hi to uh, Jester, right? Jester. Um, okay, I have so I, I don't you... remember what genre. I, I'm sure it was anime or a, a, a magic or something like that. Oh, I, I, I okay. can tell you. Please do. Because I was curious. Because I'm like I have no idea where she's from. You know where this cosplayer is from, or this or with the you know whatever. character. Uh, so like I said, I only knew the name Jester from your son. So of course I did a little digging. It didn't take much, by the way. I I I googled Blue Jester cosplay. <laughs> the first one that came up is so it's from a web series called Critical Role. That's right. Right. Now here's the thing. I there. Well, I don't know if you know this about Critical Role. So there is the episodes on it are approximately. It's like on YouTube. Approximately 180. To 360 minutes. Oh my gosh. Oh, that, it gets better though. Because there's two campaigns. The first campaign, the number of episodes, I, I'm looking it up on Wikipedia right now. Uh, 115 episodes for campaign one, 141 for campaign two. My goodness. Because I was like, oh, that might be interesting. But like, it's, I can't, I don't want to get into stuff that's, you know, oh, they're already six seasons deep. Yeah. I can't get into something that's 115 episodes that are, you know, essentially could be four hours long. I, uh, I got nothing. 
There, yeah, so. <laughs> there, and and I I pulled it up a little bit and I'm pulling up some other images of the character Jester. Mm-hmm. Again, the uh, the cosplayer was tremendous and and beyond mm-hmm. gracious with the uh, with my boy. Um, yes, I mean, look, you got to be a saint to put up with him. Uh, that's why my wife <laughs> is, and I'm not. So, um, but no, we have fun. We, like I said, we, uh, um, I, I've been making more frequent trips to Twilight Comics than you, so I didn't quite put as much coin in, uh, in the, the machine or the, um, cash register as you did, uh, today. But I did acquire one trade paperback for myself and a small golden, uh, book for, my boy, or I'm sure it'll eventually be my boys. Uh, I picked up the, dare I say, highly controversial at times. Uh, I picked up from Marvel from 2000 and I want to say 18. I'm not double checking. And we talked about this too, is opening up a, a trade and looking on, you know, just looking on the inside, seeing approximately when it was a, uh, oh. 2017 is when it started. Uh, anyway, actually started on Free Comic Book Day 2017, and I picked up Secret Empire. And nice. I'm holding it up for you who've already I'm seen me. I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. 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 But you've already seen it in my hand. <laughs> yeah. uh, and this is not the video version of the podcast or the show. So, right. Uh, but I, you I also doing the same. Thing. Perfect, thank you. Let's let's find out what you uh, acquired, and of course, a collection of mostly uh, all ages comics uh, for that my boy picked out with a little help from you. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, okay. So these are the free comic books I got. We'll go to the free stack first. Uh, I got the boy, the boys' hero gasm. Uh, Enter the house of slaughter. I don't even know how to, uh, Gloomhaven, a hole in the wall. That's, so oh. uh, King Shark. Yeah, we acquired one of those as well. Yep. Yeah, probably, did you get a Spider-Man Venom? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, and then a Batman, which I've already read part of. Yeah. And then uh, Vampire mm. Masquerade. Which, by the way, the the Batman one, um, and this is no, because um, it's get your first look at Batman Fear State and I Am Batman. The Batman Fear State was about... Um, three pages and until and then it was that was you know to be continued oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like oh that's such a good story though just to, even in those three pages that's how they get you mike that's uh, how it used to be yeah that's a little that's tease true. little tease well, of uh, then, three or four pages at the end of a normal issue and they hook you um so the ones that i i bought there uh this one right here something is killing the children interesting and a little creepy this uh, it, it, I didn't know anything about it. You already read it, it didn't was, you? No, no, oh. not yet. I, I'm very close to to starting. I I got to finish my just one of my Justice League Darks, uh, volume two. But it, the the cover brought me in. The name of it brought me in. So this is very very uh, intriguing to me. And then of course, speaking of Justice League Dark, I got more Justice League Dark. Uh, I got Justice League Dark, Lords of Order. And Justice League Dark Volume One: The Last Act of Magic. My goodness. Yep. And then I got from a uh, friend of the show, Kevin Smith, uh, his Daredevil run. Oh, there you Guardian go. Guardian Devil. Yep. Him, Joe Casada, and Jimmy P. 
And then, I, so I, there's a lot of I'm, I'm looking at, and I'm like, I'm like, I know this is this is adding up. This is, this is costing me. And I'm like, oh god, I can't get more. And then I see Moon Knight, which I didn't know. I've never read Moon Knight comic or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I see that my man Jeff Lemire is the writer on it. On this one right here. Yes, sir. And it's a, it's a smaller one. So I was like, yeah, okay, let me get it. So I got those. Yeah, I got more. Dad to the comic book stack. Welcome to my world. (laughs) I had at one point all my comics uh, upstairs and put away. Then I went Mm -hmm. back to Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. And so now I have comics here. I've got comics here. I've got uh, a comic that I started reading today while I relaxed a a few minutes on the back patio and uh, cooking some brats on the grill and having a beer. Uh, And that's Die Volume 2. I, I cracked that open and got a few pages into that one. So, did some, uh, did some grown man work today, Mike. Let me ask you a question about grilling. Do you do charcoal or gas? Uh, so I've done both. Uh, my gas grill died. Um, okay. so I've, I've been strictly charcoal for, uh, the better part of a year now. Okay. And, and by died, so I mean, gr- so, uh, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, uh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it got so like flames started coming out the bottom, and it was so hot that it melted the plastic knobs off, and so I had to get like a pair of uh, uh, pliers and turn off the gas and disconnect it, and it's uh, it's been taken to the dump because it was beyond repair. Uh, yeah, I would I'd say so. The good um, news is it oh. came with the house, so I wasn't out anything. Okay. Okay. So. I mean, it's a good thing, like, you know, it didn't, like, actually blow up, blow up. Right. Yeah, which is hilarious because the gas line is hooked straight to the house, which is not a setup I'm familiar with. So I'm glad it didn't, like, back, back door in its way. So we got very fortunate. So So you do charcoal now. Charcoal. I I do a small charcoal grill, like a small, like, Weber one. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're doing brats, Mm -hmm. do you do them directly over the coals or not directly over the coals? So tonight I did them directly over the coals. I mean, I usually do, um, okay. but I will, and I, I went, you know, they cooked up perfectly on the one side, went to flip them. Everything was looking good. Sat down, mm-hmm. uh, had another drink of my beer, uh, got a few more pages in. When I went back to the grill, I was like, oh, yeah, these are done. And then I <laughs> took them off the grill, and then I bit into one, and this is like, you know, a, it should be a quality gr- uh, brat. You know, it's a, right. a, a pepper jack, you know, a brat with pepper jack cheese in it. And uh, I went to bite it, and it was awful crispy around the outside. And, and so I apologized up and down to my wife for ruining <laughs> dinner. So still ate two of them because I was dedicated to the cause. But yeah, it yeah, you wasn't, got the yeah. wasn't the same. Wasn't the same. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we talk about some more nerdy stuff? Uh, yeah. We should, Mike. Where would where would you like to start? Your your dealer's choice. Okay. Let's start with Chronicle Two. All right. Now I watched Chronicle many year ago when it probably first came onto DVD. I say DVD wasn't that long. It was probably Blu-ray. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um. <laughs> So I, I watched it, you know, rented it years ago and in, enjoyed it. It was perfectly fine. It didn't, you know, it, it, it was perfectly fine. I mean, I don't know. It, 
it didn't blow my hair back, but you know, it was an enjoyable movie. Um, but now they're making a sequel 10 years later, give or take. Um, probably about, yeah. Chronicle two. Now this is producer John Davis, uh, saying he's moving forward with a follow up. Uh, Quote, we're working on Chronicle 2 right now, and I think it's going to be great. We're working on it at Fox. We're going to tell it from the female point of view. These are young women just finishing college. They are empowered, and this is their journey. I mean, what a new and interesting story you can tell there. And I'm going to pump the brakes right there. I'm not opposed to Chronicle 2 or any movie from a female point of view. In fact... Uh, you and I are both highly anticipating Paper Girls when it would ever be made. And, and I, I believe yes. there's a streaming service that has the rights to it. I can't remember which one, Netflix or Amazon or something like that. Uh, so we're we're on board for it. But mm-hmm. I, I, the, I, I feel like the producer is trying to sell himself on the idea. It's like they're just finishing college. They are empowered, and this is their journey, a new and interesting story you can tell. And I don't know. I feel like if, if you discover that you have powers, so to speak, um, right? I, not to say you can't be post-college age, but I feel like it's really got to be more of a coming-of-age tale. Uh, and I feel like high school is a better setting but hasn't that, that hasn't that been done before of though? course it has but that's why it always works so you know i i, I see i'm fine with just, you know try it give us something new like honestly i would be i think it'd be a uh, really cool if there was like a 60 year old dude who or or, or, or a girl that would be even better has, has has superpowers that you reminds know? me did you ever watch the movie that came out earlier this year netflix original is starred Melissa McCarthy, and we're talking about Turbo Force. Is that the one where like one accidentally gets powers? I never saw it. Okay, I saw the ad for but, it. But that would be similar, right? I mean, or, unless yeah. you take okay. unless I'm... you take all the camp out and, and all the goofy, you know, like humor and things like that, and make it more. Oh my god! I've been married thirty five years, and all of a sudden I can. Crush beer cans without a one of those drop down right. beer can crushers <laughs> with the beer still like in them. I, I okay. I was gonna say I, I like how your superpowers be able to crush aluminum cans. <laughs> well, Greg, you knew that now. You know that, right? It's, they're not. They're not uh, tough. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, I I want my powers to be. You know, I, I, I'm I'm not about saving the world. I'm about. Uh cleaning up picking up the trash <laughs> right <laughs> uh so chronicle do so I, I did find it interesting chronicle we know was a low budget movie uh, uh yes, according to a lot of money yes uh, according to this article from screencrush.com that i quoted previously from producer john davis he said that chronicle they did for 12 million dollars and it grossed 126.64 million worldwide uh, with uh, a huge, in his words, afterlife in syndication. Um, so, I okay, I mean, I guess I'm trying to figure out 
I, I hope this stays kind of dark like Chronicle did. You know, I, I don't want it to be. Yeah. And, and I, I, I realize what I'm about to say is going to offend all of our female listeners. Um, but I don't want this to be like a Reese Witherspoon, uh, or, or better, better example is I don't want this to be a, um, what's her name? I don't know. I don't, I personally, I don't even know. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last thing Reese Witherspoon did. I, I don't know. I also don't know, like, what's the big female, like, go-to person? That's what I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, and I can see Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. I don't want this to be like a Kate Hudson rom-com with a little bit of, you know, superpowers in them, you know. Mm -hmm. Because they're coming out of college and they're empowered to take on the world. But one of them, according to Chronicle, like the first one, one of them goes a little Mm -hmm. dark. And it's up to the other two to save them. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Well, yeah. No, I, I, and and we don't really know anything about. It. We don't have a cast. We don't have the trailer. We don't have a. a we kind of have a ba- very basic plot, but that doesn't tell us anything. You know, true. Um, it's all a bunch it, of. You know, uh, I, this is not my. This is the first thing that came to mind, but I don't right typically throw this word around. But it's a lot of woke speak. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so first of all, as far as the budget goes, uh, with with the first one, obviously they made a ton of money with it. With the second one, I hope they also keep the budget low. I oh, hope I, they don't go, "Hey, we made 120 million with it, so let's let's do a budget of 100 million on this one." Yeah, and because I I would keep the budget like very low, as as low as they can. You know, I, have no big name actors. They didn't have big name actors in the first one. No, uh, I mean Han was in one, but he wasn't well known at the time. No, it, it might uh, be Jordan, but it launched their careers, yeah, really. I mean, sure. it, it's what yeah, put exactly. them on the map, so. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot Michael B. Jordan was in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, big player it, there. It's weird. There's Michael B. Jordan, Dane DeHaan, and another guy who nobody really and remembers. And that, that other dude, yeah. <laughs> Which, who knows, maybe I, maybe in a year he's going to be big. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but, uh, so keep the budget low. Yeah, like you said, keep it dark. But I also don't want the same movie. I don't want it just to be, you know... Two, you know, there's three female friends and one of them goes dark after they go in a cave and get these superpowers by touching this. You know, I don't want the same story. Tell me yeah. something different. Right. Um, but there's going to be a lot of more expectations on this on Chronicle 2 than there was on the first one. Because the first one, I don't, unless you're like, I don't know, just big into the movie world or something, like it wasn't well known. No. No. And Josh it Trank, like, it was you know, like one of Josh Trank's first. Right. Yeah. It was his, you know, kind of first um, big hit. I mean, and then he, mm-hmm. you know, the wheels fell off with the fan fo- fan four stick. Fan four stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, again, yeah. I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. I think you do it right if you keep the budget under fifty million. Um, because oh, yeah, definitely. Because now it's because people have heard of Chronicle. I think you do have to put a little bit more into the marketing aspect of it. Uh, and, you know, I, I hope that I don't come across as falling into this category, but you put the words female led in there. So you're going to have to spend a certain amount of money, I think, to win over a certain group of the population. I, I think you don't even put 
female led in there. Well, if it's already in the article, you know, if if they're yeah, saying yeah. it's going to be I'm saying, yeah. the female point of view, you know, things like that. I yeah, you know. And here's here's what you must absolutely positively do if you're casting this Chronicle Two movie: mm-hmm. avoid Kristen Stewart. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because um, if we if we learn nothing from the uh, 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 Charlie's Angels reboot, it's you're better off casting a mop. Speaking of good female led uh, movies, have you ever seen on Netflix Gun- Gunpowder Milkshake? No. I think. Well, I don't know if you'd like it or not, but I think you should watch it. Is it the kind you of mil- like it. it's actually very good? I I really liked it. Is it the kind of milkshake that brings all the boys to the yard? And, and there's a bunch of them there, um, <laughs> but it uh, has uh, on the cast. I always forget her name. Oh, uh, Karen, Karen uh, Gillan, Lena Headley, and then other people. Nice. Angela Bassett. But yeah, it's like I said on Netflix. It's pretty, it's a literal good. who's who of fantastic lady actors. Got a lot of really good action. Mm, okay. Gunpowder milkshake. Milkshake. Yep. All right. Well, let's switch gears and talk about go from video to audio. All right. And DC, Detective Comics, is coming out with a serial podcast, a scripted podcast, in the vein of the Wolverine podcast that I've enjoyed so much and that you've listened to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they are calling it Batman Unburied. Yes. Uh, also, um, th- there's also Batman the Audio Adventures, uh, which will be on HBO Max and will be more comedic. But Batman Unburied is a podcast. So this is from ScreenRant.com. They'll take a darker look at the hero. Uh, so... If you didn't know that in 2020, uh, Warner Brothers signed a very lucrative podcast deal with Spotify uh, for many of their IPs for the podcast format. Um, and one of the first ones that they're doing is Batman Unburied. We're going to get to the cast, or at least the known cast that we know about, but let's talk first about what Batman Unburied is. Again, straight from ScreenRant.com, so blame them, not me. Rather than casting Bruce Wayne as a billionaire playboy, you know, that thing he is and has been for 80 years plus, Batman Unburied will reimagine him as a forensic pathologist working in Gotham Hospital, seeking justice with his day job as well as in his nighttime excursions. When the serial killer, the Harvester, begins to fill the hospital with his victims, the dual character of Bruce Wayne will come to the fore as he must face his own demons, donning the Batsuit to save the city. Nothing about that sounds like Batman, except for they used the term Batsuit and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about this before the podcast, um... I, I I said that you know if you were if you wanted to have somebody who's a forensic pathologist who works in the hospital seeks justice by day you know and then uh, you know does this thing at superhero thing at night just make up a different superhero right but obviously you said that 
you know, that means they don't have the Batman name then. Exactly. That's all it is. You know, that's, yeah. (sighs) And, and also though, like, okay, uh, is it like, why do you have to change the billionaire playboy part of him? You know, there's a lot of different ways you can play around with that. You can have it to where he's a billionaire playboy and he, uh, not that he's a forensic pathologist, but that he understands forensics. And you can have forensics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he has a forensics lab in his back cave or whatever. I'm pretty sure and, he does. You know, and he, exactly. But he has everything in his back cave. Um, he's got a giant coin stuff. and a T-Rex. A T-Rex, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know why, why I just changed it. I um, feel like they're going to, in the second episode of this podcast, they're going to say that like Bruce goes up from, you know, the, forensic pathology lab and goes up to uh, the third floor where his father, Thomas Wayne, is a successful surgeon. And he's going to be like, hey, Dad, I'm having some issues with this one. And then they're just going to kill the character because they don't under... (laughs) It it goes back to a common complaint that is online is that DC doesn't, just doesn't understand their... Or or I should say Warner Brothers. Doesn't understand their own characters. Right. You know, like they, they have, they, they don't have to make Superman dark and brooding all the time. That's Batman's job. They don't have to make yeah. Batman a, a forensic pathologist. That's not his job. His job is yeah. billionaire playboy. That's why, you know, when, when, uh, uh, in, uh, Batman begins, when Bruce Wayne is, is at the hotel and his, uh, lady friends are splashing around in the fountain or whatever. And, and uh, the the major D or whatever says, sir, you're gonna have to tell your friends to to you know stop. And he writes a check. He's like, I just bought this hotel. Like right, that's right. that's Bruce Wayne. Now mm-hmm. we know that's the very surfacey side of who he has to be uh, for his alter ego. I mean, I think we've all established now that that Batman is who Bruce Wayne is, and Bruce Wayne is the mask. Um, right. You know they've established that for a long time, but you can't. You can't just go, you know, sell the farm and and start from scratch on on a character that's as established as Batman. You want to make Booster Gold a forensic pathologist or Ted Cord? Great. Right. You know, um even Flash, you know, he's he's uh, in forensics. I mean, that's half the battle right mm-hmm. there. Okay. Yeah. But Bruce Wayne? I don't see it. Right. Yeah, it'd be like if they said, you know, Clark Kent was actually just from Earth, and you know, it's just like a chronicle. He touched a meteor, and that's how he got his powers. So. Well, whatever you do, don't watch the first uh, season of Superman and Lois. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh uh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, good. Good thing though about this, as far as the voice casting goes, um, they have Winston Duke cast as uh, Batman. You know, world around forensic pathologist, as we all know. Um, and I think that's a, a great voice cast. I think that's a perfect voice for, um, Batman. They have Jason Isaacs as Alfred. Now, the name Jason Isaacs may not mean a lot to you. Um, however, Jason Isaacs played a, a red coat in the, uh, Revolutionary War movie, um, which now is, escapes me. Mel Gibson. What the hell uh, is it? Braveheart. No. <laughs> Different revolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. What was it? 
Oh, that's going to bother me now. All right. I'll have to figure that one out later. Um, but most famously probably was uh, uh, Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter movies. Um, you know, so, okay, he, he could be Alfred. Alfred's British. You're, you know, he's yeah. played that way. Uh, so the creator, if you will, is going to be David S. Goyer, who, of course, wrote the Dark Knight trilogy for Christopher Nolan, uh, did the Constantine TV show, has uh, been in, active in, in a lot of you know, genre stuff. Uh, I think he might have taken a swipe. Why not Blade? Maybe like Blade, Blade 2, possibly. Uh, yes. Um, uh, or, or Blade Trinity, one of the two. Yes. Uh, and names that uh, some of the episodes are written by are uh, Saladin Ahmed, probably got that wrong, Graham Westerson, uh, who did some Stranger Things, Rebecca Klingel, who did The Haunting of Hill House, and Eric Carrasco, who did Supergirl, and most recently did Masters of the Universe for Netflix. Oh. Uh, the series directed by Alex Kemp. Doesn't mean much to me. I don't know anything about Alex Kemp. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that, so those couple people that we know so far, I feel like we're going to get a lot more uh, coming up. I just, again, I'm not... It's on Spotify, and if it's anything like other things that you have to subscribe and pay for Spotify, I'll never hear it. Just like the Joe Rogan podcast, which is exclusively Spotify now and not available on like Apple Podcasts or Google Play or things yeah. like that. Unlike Nerd United podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Spotify and Stitcher and another one. I don't remember which. Yes. Um, but uh, I, if Spotify ever comes to us and offers us $100 million for ex- our exclusive rights, we will 100,000% say yes, and we will be exclusive on Spotify then. Yeah, so Spotify, yeah. Uh, Nerds United Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send that yeah. uh, email. Um, yeah. All right, so that is it for Batman Unburied. We're going to stay in Warner Brothers. Um, actually, I think we're going to stay in Warner, Warner Brothers the – remainder of the episode, but we're going to start with the huge news that came uh, earlier this week from Warner Brothers and AMC. And this is coming to us from the Hollywood Reporter uh, that says that AMC... Stop that. Challenge yourself to the career Damn yeah. pop-up ads with their autoplay. Auto. We're trying to record a podcast here. Come on. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers and AMC have come together and agreed on a 45-day exclusive theatrical window uh, deal for 2022. So the idea of watching Suicide Squad the day it uh, arrives uh, from the comfort of my couch, no more. Same with Wonder Woman 84. uh and others. Um, uh, Mortal Kombat, I think. Yes. That's another one I watched. Space Jam. That's another one we watched. A New Legacy, yeah. Um, you know what? I was looking into it because I was really excited about the whole HBO Max thing. But I think there's only one movie left, um, maybe two, that uh, is going to be on uh, HBO Max and um, and it's uh, Shang-Chi. the same day. 
which would be first one would be Dune, and then also Matrix Four. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. No, but yeah, so I, I'm guessing with this, I'm guessing it is what it is. Um, it, well, first of all, it's basically it's just you know millionaires uh, making a deal with each other to make you know, more money. The CEO of you know of AMC is and the CEO of Warner Brothers is. They're finally like, okay, let's do this. But yeah, I guess it's going to be in theaters for 45 days and then I'm, and then go to, um, a streaming service, you know, HBO Max. Yeah. Sounds I, like it. I, I actually was under the impression that starting in 2022 is just going to go back to, you know, quote unquote normal. Right. Where it was going to be in, in, in theater. Like I, I wasn't expecting, uh, movies in 2022 to go to HBO Max at all. And here's the thing. We have grown accustomed to kind of like a, a you know, let's say, of course, pre-COVID, we had grown mm-hmm. accustomed to a revolving door of, you know, th- movies in and out of theaters. And so yeah. the even now, the more I think about it, 45 days seems like an awfully long time for a movie to be in, in theaters. And that's not how it always was, of course. It used to be in there for like three, mm-hmm. four months. Right. Um, I, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, first of all, I think I, maybe in that article somewhere, they said it used to be like 90 days. That's what I'm saying. Three months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, back in the golden era. Right. Well, and, and there's certain things. So like, okay, in, uh, our area, O'Fallon was the, well, that used to be like the big theater. Mm-hmm. That's where all the brand new ones go. Oh, yeah. So it'll, it'll, I, I, let's say, you know, Pick the the you know, uh, upcoming one, the Batman. That'll probably be for the first three weeks in uh you know a main theater. You know, I have a bunch of uh, running times, and then after they realize that okay, attendance is dropping a little bit, then they then they'll bring it to a smaller not a, a smaller uh, screening room, and it'll be there for a couple weeks, and then they'll bring it over to um, the Saint Clair Ten. And it might be there for two months, you know. Uh, but no, that's how it works out. That's because they, they, that's St. Clair, honestly, St. Clair doesn't have any new movies. They only, that's not how it used to be. They don't do new movies. They do movies that have either been in, the, uh, been running for a while or like they'll bring back old movies. Yeah, so back in my I, day, we the, didn't even have yeah. that O'Fallon cinema. Yeah. You had to go we, to, to Cine 10 there in Fairview Heights. And you had to walk uphill both ways. I, I actually, my, that was my, my, well, technically my second job was at the St. Clair Tensine. Oh, nice. In fact, I remember when the O'Fallon 15 was being built. I do too. Yeah. And I remember, uh, the first time, like when it first opened up and you heard about stadium seating, you're like, what is this? It means that the jackass in front of you, Who's, who won't be, be blocking your view. And now they yeah. don't, I mean, they have a version of stadium seating, but it's all like recliners now, I think, or at least it was last time I was there. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Recliners. Uh, um, yeah, they have all like the food. I wouldn't say the food's good, but they have a wide, wide selection of food. You yeah. know, pizzas and chicken strips and burgers. And, you know. It's no uh, 618 The Edge in Belleville, but it's all right. The edge, the edge is pretty good. We also Captain Marvel there, and they've got the beers. Yeah, yep. You know, I have um, watched Captain Marvel since we went and watched it together. I have watched it at home. Oh yeah, so so have I. 
Okay. Um, I just know that you you doubt my uh, my Marvel allegiance oh. in that in that regard, and so I just wanted you to know. Okay. It's been viewed at least one more time. <laughs> Did you yell at the, uh, the screen the whole time at, at home? You're like boo! Or <laughs> like throw popcorn at the TV? <laughs> <laughs> no, because who's got to clean that up? Yeah, I well, do. I, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's stay in Warner Brothers, but let's okay. move to streaming. Okay, let's do it. I'm over here. I'm, I'm just streaming now. <laughs> and uh, I have been talking about this show since I, I mean, I've, I've only found out about it like a month ago, um, maybe, maybe a shade more. And I fell in love with it right away uh, that I watched the first 10 episodes. Now you're going to laugh or, or you're going to say that's nothing. I watched it in a day and I think that's what you did. But I watched the first 10 episodes in the span of a weekend, which for me is okay. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, you know, more laughable when they're like 30 to 35 minutes a piece. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned it on the show here before, I know. Um, but mm-hmm. we're talking about Theodore Ted Lasso. Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah, Greg, you mentioned it. I had also seen the, the ads for it several times. And I thought, okay, this, you know, it looks interesting, but I don't have, it's on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I don't have Apple TV. I don't have Apple products. Uh, I didn't even know, because I was thinking like, do I have to have a quote unquote Apple TV? I, that is even a thing. Um, or do I have to have an, I, you know, an Apple account or anything? I'm an Android guy. Right. Well, I, I was thinking about, and I even, I looked up like the pricing on it. It's $4.99 a month, right? Um, but then I look at my PS4 and my PS4 already has the app for Apple TV right. on there. I still have to sign up, but I'm like, okay, so it is possible. So I sign up for Apple TV and of course that's the first thing that I start watching, right? And yes, you are correct. I finished it all 10 episodes in one day. Um, I almost didn't think I was going to because uh, I was on episode nine, and I had like I watched well, yeah I was on episode nine. I'm like I'm gonna take a nap, and by also it's like nine o'clock at night, so my nap could turn into sleep if I wanted <laughs> it to, you know. Uh, but I was like I woke up after like an hour. I'm like oh, okay, let me finish this. So I finish it. Uh, I'm not watching season two, which is out right now partially out it's like four or five you said episodes right. out right now i'm not watching the episode or season two until i can binge it all um and i i don't want to i'm not going to spoil much about it but i realized yeah go ahead i just want to say i you sent the message last night at about quarter 10 to 11 i of course was already asleep because i'm an old man and i saw it about seven o'clock when i woke up and your text said, finish season one of Ted Lasso. That might be the most perfect show. Mm-hmm. And my response, I, I, I think anybody who ever like really is passionate about, you know, something and, and, um, like recommends it, you know, highly to, to a friend, they're always, oh man, are they going to mm-hmm. like it as much as I like? I mean, right. Look, I have suggested things to you that clearly were not home runs. There's a little show I enjoy called Letterkenny that you are not a fan of. Uh, so no. when, when I got that message and, and first of all, I, I saw a 
a uh, like a meme or something uh, on on Facebook, and you might have even seen it responded as well. You did, uh, and I think you were giving me crap about it. It was like friends, how I met your mother, or the office. Which one? Which one do you you know pick? And I picked the office, but I and and you showed displeasure in that, and that's okay. But really, I should have called an audible and said Ted Lasso because I watched the entire first season, you know, again in that weekend, Mm -hmm. and I've 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 fallen in love with the character Ted Lasso so much and the characters around him that I watched it all again, and then it timed up perfectly that episode one of, of season two started. Um, so yeah, I mean, this had to be right at the beginning of July if we're five weeks into season two. And I find myself in the week between watching the new episode on Friday, I go back and I start rewatching the first season again. And just like by the time season 10 or episode 10 comes out, I might've watched the thing 10 times. I don't know. Um, and there are certain moments in that first season that, you know, while while they're comical, they're just also exceptionally heartfelt and exceptionally uh, well-written and well-directed and performed. Uh, one of my – it might honestly be my favorite moment of the first season. I don't even care if this is a spoiler. Uh, oh, no. that's Yes, that's fine. It is. Uh, so uh, Ted – they've lost Jamie Tart. Uh, he's been called up by Manchester City. Um, the team's on the road to Everton, who I think they 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 say had, they haven't won at Everton in sixty something years. Uh, and Nate Nate the Great uh, has a, a pregame speech that he's uh, written, and, and Ted says, "All right, you're gonna you're gonna fire him up, you know, before this match." And so he's reading the paper, and he's like, "He calls somebody a pussy," <laughs> you know, that you've been playing like a big dumb pussy. What the fuck do you say to me, bruv? You're more concerned about looking tough than actually being tough. There's a way to be intimidating without being physical. I hope you don't mind me saying. Um, Sam. Oh, no. You're constantly getting beat on the wings. It's because you're indecisive. You second guess more than a shitty psychic. <laughs> the only African I know more in prison by their own thoughts is goddamn Nelson Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> he, he calls out the, like, the old veteran, you know, uh, who, whose character, the character's name is Roy Kent, and, and he's uh, shows tr- tremendous growth uh, in, in the season. Uh, he calls him out, and he's like, you're old. You're old now. And slow. And your focus drifts. But your speed and your smarts were never what made you who you are. It's your anger. That's your superpower. That's what made you one of the best midfielders in the history of this league. But I haven't seen it on the pitch at all this season, Roy. I mean, you used to run like you were angry at the grass. And you'd kick the ball like you'd got it fucking your wife, Christ's sake. But that anger doesn't come out anymore when you play. But it's still in there. And I'm afraid of what it's going to do to you if you just keep it all for yourself. And, and the part that gets you the most is, like, he's genuinely concerned for this guy who is the, the team captain, and he's just, like... The water boy, he's genuinely concerned. He's like, I'm afraid what all of that pent-up anger is going to do to you if you keep it all to yourself. And it's just what starts out as a genuinely funny scene because he's kind of poking fun at some of these other guys. There's like real concern there. And I'm getting like 
the, the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up, but there's genuine love that this guy has for this football club and, and this, uh, you know, the, the team captain, he's like worried about him long term. And so then like the guy, Roy, in, in all of his anger and all of his like, I'll let it out. I'm going to rip this bench off of the floor, off the wall. Then we're going to go out and they're, they're going to win the, the match one nil. And, and, uh, uh, and it's Ted Lasso who's bringing everybody together in his own way. Uh, the episode that I rewatched today from, uh, season one was, when uh, um, Ted uh, um, Troy Krim from the Independent uh, that they, they you know spend a day together and he's like uh, you know they they go to the school and and they you know meet the the you know the youth champions and and then they take him to an uh, Indian restaurant and he's Ted's eating all of this like spicy curry food he's like well sign of respect I'm not you know you can't just spit it out I can't leave it on you. Or in a show of respect, eating food so spicy it's sure to wreak massive havoc on his intestinal system. And though I believe that Ted Lasso will fail here and Richmond will suffer the embarrassment of relegation, I won't gloat when it happens. Because I can't help but root for him. And you can't help but root for Ted Lasso. And I'm sorry, I've talked too damn much about it. Mike, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Um, no, I no, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, I so one scene that I I love. Well, there's a couple. There's a lot of scenes I love. Mm -hmm. uh, one scene I'll, I'll or one of the scenes I'll talk about is uh, they're at the bar and um, Rebecca, who Rebecca plays the owner of AFC Richmond. Yes, and she's doing a lot of this stuff. So okay, spoilers. If, look, honestly, if you have not seen. Ted Lasso yet, and you're either on the fence about it, or you want to see it, just pause this right now, go see it, it's not going to take you long to watch it, it'll take you a day to watch all of them, if you want. or maybe a weekend, give yourself some time, right? Do it so, the Greg Mahachko way, a whole right. weekend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil some stuff here, yeah. which we might have already spoiled stuff, but that's okay. So the whole premise is that she only hired Ted Lasso because she thought that he would fail and then she would be able to like get back at her ex-husband who cheated on her and it, this is like his team. It's Major League. Yeah, you yeah, know? essentially. In, in Major League she wanted the team to fail so she could move him from Cleveland to Miami. In this yeah. she wants the team to fail uh just to get back at her ex-husband. She makes the comment to uh Higgins she said there's only been one thing in, in his life that he's ever truly loved, and it's been this football club. So right. I'm going to essentially burn it to the ground. And so she <laughs> yeah. hires the American football coach who's never coached soccer. Right. So Sorry. this is like near – this is probably episode nine, maybe even ten. I can't remember. But they are at a bar, and his, her ex-wife is there. And her ex-wife is – sorry, her ex-husband is there. Kinky. <laughs> uh, her ex <laughs> Her ex-husband is there with his new younger girlfriend, right? Because he's like a really old guy, rich, super rich guy. But he has this this young, you know, fiance with him now. Arm candy, arm and you know, and he's you know, it's, it's making uh, Rebecca feel bad, kind of. And so Ted, Lasso, who's an amazing character, uh, he goes, he basically says something about playing darts, mm -hmm. you know. 
and because they, they're at a bar, they play darts, and he's like, and he's like, oh, come on, let's play darts, or however he says it. Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, you're okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Nope. Huh. How about a game? I mean, we could you know, maybe wager, say, ten thousand pounds. Well, as my doctor told me when I got addicted to fettuccine Alfredo, that's a little rich for my blood. <laughs> uh, how about this? If you win, I'll let you pick the starting lineup of the last two games of the season. But if I win, you can't go anywhere near the owner's box, at least not while Rebecca's still in charge. Ted, what the hell are you doing? Well, I believe some folks call it white knight, but I don't know if it's following my gut here. It's okay. Uh, so, no, what do you think? You're wrong. Okay. Uh, double in, double out. Whatever you say, Rupert Dukes. Yeah, just let me know if I'm winning or losing, all right? <laughs> oh, I forgot I had these on me. Oh, yeah. oh wait a second. I forgot I'm left-handed. <gasps> oh, I was going to be a hoot. You know, Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. But then one day, I was driving my little boy to school, and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. I like that. So I get back in my car, and I'm driving to work. And all of a sudden, it hits me. All them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out. And so they judged everything. And they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because if they were curious, they would ask questions, you know? Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? <laughs> Which I would have answered, yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 to 16 when he passed away. Barbecue sauce. God, yes. So I, this is what I like about Tela, the Telasso uh, character. He is a, the most optimistic character I've ever seen. Where it, like it, this is I'm being legit honest. After watching it, even like just a couple episodes, I like felt better about myself. Because <laughs> um, that he like that's such legit. Like, like you, it's like oh man, I, I and I think we both have friends or know people who are like pessimistic where you're like i don't, don't want to be around that person you know because everything's going to be oh it's, you know everything's horrible i might have used to be like that by the way um but this is the exact opposite this is the guy i like i'm like oh man I, I i need somebody like that like no matter what you know he has a there's a silver lining on it and uh, and you know a very fun character a goofy character and i was thinking about it, i'm like there's been other fun goofy lovable characters one I thought of was Michael Scott. Yeah. Right? However, Ted Lasso doesn't make the stupidest decisions over and over right. and over again. Right. Like, the writers on this are very good because they go, okay, we can get drama, you know, we can have, you know, conflict, but we don't have to have, you know, him just making dumb decisions. Like, I thought if, if it was Michael Scott, if, if he was in that role, 
you know, the, the scene where, you know, his, so Ted Lasso's wife wants a divorce. You know, that's one of the things. And uh, there's a very it, and not, good. Not only that, but like she, and, and I, I hate to cut you off again, but before context, she doesn't like want a divorce because, you know, she's cheating around. I mean, she's in America. She's in Kansas. He's in, in London, but she, she genuinely, uh, like has affection for Ted. But she doesn't feel the way she did, you know, when when they first got together. Right. And she, she there's a, a very emotional moment, tearful moment when she says, I wish I I wish I did, you know. Yeah. Um, and so you have the the you know, he's like, hey, you know, thing, things happen and, you know, whatever. They got the little boy and and you right. know, so but it's it's very positive. It, it, it's it's as heartbreaking as it is, you know, for for Ted. Uh, it's still, you know, you, you get the feeling that again, it, it's Ted Lasso and he's going to find the silver lining. And so that's what he does. Yeah. And Sorry. there was, there was a scene in there where, first of all, he, she sent him, um, uh, divorce papers, of course. And he doesn't sign them right away and he's looking at them and stuff. And I think, I think one, if I remember correctly, one time he like, he's getting really drunk and stuff like that and looking at him. But, there is one, and I forget what happened before, but he finally he sees him, and he just picks up his pen, and it doesn't—it's not a huge scene, but he just—he looks at it and then he signs, you know, like he's accepting it, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, if that scene was Michael Scott, he would have like flown, like skipped the championship game and flown back and made this huge presentation right. in front of her, and she would have been like, no, I told you, like I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really, I love you anymore. You know, I so saw I'm like, I'm like, I bet he just he went and signed it. Uh, and that was the same episode with the uh, match at Everton. Uh, and then after the win, they yes. all celebrate. They go to the karaoke bar. Uh, yes, and, yes. and Ted has the really touching conversation with Rebecca. And she kind of helps, you know, guide him on the path. And and uh, and you see her come around, too, which is really nice. Like, you know, she's very uh, uh cold, you know, and vindictive at the beginning. And before that, that moment in the, in the pub that you mentioned of where, uh, you know, Ted plays the, you know, darts and kind of wins her over. He's, he's won her over by about midway through that season. I think. Yeah. Through the first season. She, she's, she's like, okay, she's, she's on the, the Ted Lasso train. She is, but it's also like, it's, she goes back and forth. Like she's, there, and she, I, I think she's very conflicted with herself because yes, she wants to piss off her her ex husband. She like she really wants to get back at him, but everything Ted Lasso does, it kind of you know slowly starts chipping away at that you know the ice cold heart. Yeah. Uh, until you know it obviously completely melts at the end. Um, uh, you, you know you mentioned the karaoke scene. Um, in that scene, he has a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And I've never had, luckily I've never had a panic attack before. I've seen somebody have one, but people have said that that is like a perfect representation of what actually happened. Okay. No, I, I didn't, I, I've not seen similar. I've, I, I, you know, I, I deal with my panic and anxiety in other, other ways, probably <laughs> equally as destructive. Right. Uh, and I don't even know if I've ever seen one take place. You know, like I've seen people on the verge of panic attacks and such, but I don't right. think like, you know, um, so, but I've, I've not seen any articles or comments as far as, 
like what he is experiencing or what you know Ted Lasso is, is going through at the moment is being fairly accurate. So that's very, I guess, eye-opening, but also very comforting to know that the writers took this very se- – because I think it was up for Emmys for like – uh, you know, best comedy or, you know, something like that. And while, yeah, there are some comedic moments to it, and like Ted Lasso's, you know, he's got mm-hmm. that kind of ignorant American, you know, type of way about him. Uh, but th- the show's so well written and so, I guess, maybe realistic, perhaps, that you don't get caught up in, in all the, in all the hijinks and all the, the haha. You know, because it's short-lived, and then you're on to the next thing. Ah, there, there are parts that I was watching of the newest episode um, yesterday. I was genuinely laughing, like belly laughing. Um, but you know, again, it's it's that's it. Then they move on. They don't dwell in anything, right. the, the 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 comedic or the real deep dramatic stuff. Uh I yeah, it's it's definitely a comedy, but there it's you know like like you said, it's not you know. Just all laughs, nothing else. Um, I will. So I'm going to tell you about another scene. Uh, so the scene where uh, Roy Kent gets injured mm-hmm. in the game, and this is after they they had him as captain, and then, like you said, he's older. He is he is slowing down. Um, so they they basically they put him on second team. So he's not the captain you know, anymore. And he, and he has to give his captain, you know, title, uh, to somebody else. And he does and stuff, but literally he gets injured on the fields and then his teammates, like, you know, help him up. And then the whole crowd is cheering for him. He's there. Like he's there. He's every fucking where Roy can't yeah. Roy can't. I was sitting there. And this used, never happens when I'm watching just movies. I definitely got teary. Yeah, there. right. It's, it's like God, you know. And then he goes, and you know, he, he walks off because they've heard they're talking about giving him a stretcher, and they're like, you know, Roy Kent will never take a stretcher. You know, the announcers are saying that, and he limps off into the back, and you know, it's, it's like, I, I, like I said, don't spoil it for me. But as far as I know, that's the end of Roy Kent, the the footballer. Okay, I won't spoil it yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> you just shake your head. <laughs> I didn't shake my head. I just made no, I googly eyes at the yeah. camera. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I said, season two, about five episodes in. I imagine it's going to be you know another ten episode thing. The the one today, and, I, and if you follow, you can actually follow like Ted Lasso the show on Twitter, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But and I just happened to see it uh, when when I was pulling up some information on the show but they said uh we know it's august but it's not too early for a christmas episode <laughs> so episode five was actually christmas episode which i i had watched uh uh and and they take some they they, they pull from a few different uh uh you know familiar christmas movies so uh but it, it's all it's all in good fun and and again you get more there, there's more uh in in this and I, I, I want to say that the, now that they realize the hit, you know, they could perhaps take a few more chances. There's, there's some, right. um, they're going a little deeper. They are making a few more, dare I say, political statements. Uh, but I don't get hung up okay. on it, which is weird. Uh, cause usually, 
you know, I, I'm I'm a pretty typical American. I'm like, keep my politics out of my entertainment, damn it. <laughs> uh, but forever, you know, and maybe it's the fact that it's across the pond, and uh, but I don't. But there's it, some real like worldly stuff, um, and so it, it's you know, it, the the cast grows a little bit, um, I think, but it, it still remains at the core. Uh, you see, again, you just see a lot of growth in, in the characters. Um, if you think that the characters uh, from episode one to ten have, you know, certainly grown. Uh, in, in the first five episodes of, of season two, they're really blossoming and coming into their own. So it's, uh, uh, it, it's really, it's, it's a really fun trip. I'm, I'm, I don't even know who tipped me off about Ted Lasso. It was probably, I'm being realistic here on Nerds United. It was probably Fat Man Beyond that Mark Bernard was talking about it to, to Kev yeah. Smith and, and really talking it up. And so, I mean, not everything that they suggest are winners. Um, but I think, you know, more often than not, they're, they're pretty accurate. And they say, you know, worst case scenario, what you, you watch, you watch the first season or, you know, if you like, if you watch the first season and you don't like Ted Lasso, you're only out about five hours, give or take yeah. of, of your life. I, and, and that's yeah. it. That's if you're just... like, that's if you realize through the entirety of the season that it's not for you. If it's not for you, you're probably going to know about it in the first episode or two. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, look, I'm, I I was just tickled to death when I woke up to that message that you really enjoyed Ted Lasso because you were you were keeping me in the dark yesterday when you said I've watched the first four episodes. Oh, what'd you think? I'll tell you more about it on the on the podcast. Yeah, and I'm like, oh <laughs> no! <laughs> but you made it through four episodes, so I figured. There was hope, and and sure enough, yeah. uh, I, I was rewarded. So thank you, Mike. You you really brought a smile to to my face this That's morning. That's good. That's good. All right, awesome. So, uh, say so you know maybe in five weeks or so we can discuss season two. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, and if nothing else, when my son will start uh, uh, trying to sing the Baby Shark uh, song. <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, Jamie Tart, do, 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 do. <laughs> and, and then once once he learns it to do the Jamie Tart version, you have to just point at yourself and say, me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, and, and again, we get little glimpses of, of leadership from uh, uh, Roy Kent as the captain, you know, and as the, the senior member on the squad when when uh, one of the players goes down and, and uh, it's kind of a, a brutal, like, slide tackle type thing in, in football there. And uh, Roy goes over. He's like, "Can you get up?" Yeah. He's like, "All right. Well, don't yet. Give him a minute. Make make the crowd think that you're hurt, and then kind of right. uh, limp slowly, and then start to run. Be like, "No, no, I'm okay." Right. Right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, the crowd will go nuts for it. <laughs> and, and they do. They do. Yeah. And then and then it was Sam who comes over and, and you know you know in that last episode of the first season uh, the the part that you alluded to with with Roy getting hurt and Sam's the one who comes over and says, "No, no, just." You know, just soak in the moment that they're they're here right. cheering for you, mate. So, um, you know what we, I, even if this was a spoiler half of the episode, and a lot of you folks might uh, think it was, we are not doing it justice. So go yeah, out and watch Ted Lasso, uh, and uh, I I can't put it over enough, Mike. How how much this. 
as much as I love The Office, and I do, and I'll finish, I'm in episode or season eight of The Office, and after I finish season nine, I'll probably start at the beginning again. But something about Ted Lasso, there's magic to it that uh, I will. It, it it makes me want to have Apple TV in perpetuity because it's an Apple thing. It's never going to be on any other streaming service. So if you want to watch Ted Lasso, you're going to have to pay. But uh, I'll happily do it for the amount of joy that uh, watching Ted Lasso brings me. So, so let let's talk about that real quick. Not Ted Lasso, but Apple TV. Okay, because. Once, so I have the free free trial for a week, right? And and the the two the two shows that I knew about, one was Ted Lasso from you, and the other is Mythic Quest, right? Mm. Which I'm watching Mythic Quest right now. Which I'll tell you another thing, good thing about Ted Lasso or interesting thing about Ted Lasso. Once I finished it, like my my thought was, okay, I'll finish season one of uh, uh, Ted Lasso, and then I'll go to Mythic Quest. I couldn't. I didn't want to watch anything else after Ted Lasso. I'm like, I need time to just think right. about this. Yeah, you know. So I started, but I started watching Mythic Quest today. Um, so they, on Apple TV, it's all original stuff. Correct. It's all, uh, released weekly. There's no, so there's no back catalog. There's no, like, you know, you can get Netflix, you get Flash season one, you right. get HBO Max, you can have, you know, all their a whole library. So I don't, and now granted it's only $4.99 a month, but I don't know how they sustain that, you know, like, I, I would almost have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, I'm going to understand that, but I, I, I would almost have a feeling that somebody like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or somebody buys them out. I don't. And the only reason I, I doubt that is like, I'll be honest with you. I have no idea how much it costs to actually make an iPhone. However, I'm pretty sure it doesn't cost $700. So I think that they're making profit hand over foot, uh, fist on, uh, on, on their, you know, in store, right. you know, product sales. Um, and then I think, so not only that, but you also got to think any, any, uh, song you buy from iTunes, uh, any TV show or movie you buy from iTunes, which I think you can just do that like in, on an individual basis, like, I don't necessarily yeah. think you need to have Apple TV um, to, and then let's say you buy the first episode of Ted Lasso and you download it, then you have it forever, you know. But right. I, you have it on your mobile device. I don't. Again, I don't know how it works on PS4. I, I watch also watch you know Apple TV on my PS4. You know, it, it populated one day. I said, "What's this?" <laughs> um, and I I was fortunate that when I bought my iPhone a couple months ago. Um, the guy said, oh yeah, with this purchase iPhone, you get like a year of Apple TV for free. I was like, oh, okay. But I didn't even take advantage of that until like two months down the road when I started watching Ted Lasso. Have you ever seen, have you seen, watched anything else, movie or TV show? Um, TV? I'm up to date on my Schmigadoon. <laughs> I knew you were going to like that one. Uh, I, I'm avoiding that one. <laughs> well, so here's the thing, and, and I like it because it, it hits all those uh, tropes of, of, like, old school musicals, but it makes fun of them all. Uh, you know, so there's something for everybody. Uh, and it's it's really funny, um, but uh, it, I think it might be, like, a very limited series because the episode that I watched today could very well be the finale. I don't know. Um, there are a lot of 
of uh, shows or movies that I have like piqued my interest in. Uh, I told my wife about it. I think we should watch this. I think this looks good. Um, there's one that is, I think, written, directed, and starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And I th- Mr. Think Corman. Mr. Corman. Um, that looks really good. Uh, and there is another one I can't uh, – Coda, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the deaf girl. Yes. So there's a lot of things that are, are piquing my interest, but uh, – and, and, you know, same same with my wife. You know, as I'll tell them to her, or show them to her. But I think we'd really like this. But you see that little R rating or whatever it is, and the the oldest young ones are around, and so he's the one who might pick up on on the language. The babies Swear we're not word, too worried. Yeah, we're not too worried about the the twins <laughs> picking right. up because they're not going to remember it. Uh, but so that's you know that's that's where our but I mean that's where our you know that's that's why I I watched the boys or Invincible at very specific times of day because I'm not going to have them anywhere on the TV if if the five year old can run in and like Dad yeah. what's that right <laughs> hey, don't look at that son <laughs> so um, but yeah there's some good stuff on on uh, Apple TV and oddly enough I think there's like some old Peanuts cartoons on there as well so. well. Way to bury the lead there. That's what that's what we should be talking about. Peanuts yeah. cartoons, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Check out yeah. Apple TV. <laughs> yeah. So oh uh, well I I'm quite honest, Mike, I'm thirsty. Uh so, I'm all right. so I think that we should call it a show. We've eclipsed the hour mark and most of this yep. was show and love for Theodore Ted Lasso, uh, which means that I'm going to take my laptop to the couch watch another episode, work on this podcast, and then go to bed. That was good. Mike, it's always a pleasure, buddy. Same. Thank you. Great to see you. Thank you for all the help that you provided today at Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois, for Free Comic Book Day uh, for me because I I couldn't corral the the five-year-old without you (laughs) holding the bag and putting the comics (laughs) in the comic. Yep. So uh, thank you, uh if I don't say it enough, Mike, I appreciate you. Thank you for everything you do here for Nerd United. And uh, thank, thank you for you. appreciating Ted Lasso because that that was right there, man. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the co-host of the year and really co-host for life, uh, Mike Luther, I'm Greg Mahochko. This is Nerd United uh, where we remind you to be kind. And rewind. And hi, best friend of the show, Josh. Hello. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. <laughs> <laughs>